listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. <laughs> this is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. The cream The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. My name is Fred Slow. I'll be hanging out with you for the next one hour and 45 minutes. I, of course, will be hanging out with you alongside my best friend in all of sports betting, Van Nunley. Oh, hey, buddy. Good afternoon, hey, buddy, Van. Buddy, buddy. How are you guys? So was that an ellipsis or a period? Uh, you know, I often forget what I immediately say. So What, what did is I, it? What did you know what that means. It's yeah. Tuesday. You know what that means. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I do. Are we not supposed to be in Tuesday? Is it a 13th month thing again? Is it tacos? Are you talking about tacos? It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Okay. That's not the one. That's actually an homage. It's a professional wrestling thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. th- so this guy, Brody Lee, R.I.P., uh, used to tweet every Monday. He would tweet, it's Monday. You know what that means. And then no one knows. No one ever knew what it meant. It's like buy one, get one corn dogs at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? So he uh, he passed away last winter. Um, and uh, now it's uh, kind of everyone, everyone pays homage to it at the start of like wrestling programs and like different shows and products and stuff. So. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Is that no, one of your favorites? He was, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was near the top for me, but I don't ever mention what it is. I just like if you're in the know, you're in the know. Did he get the Corvids? Uh, no, but um, yeah, it was head trauma stuff. No, no, no. no just his, yeah, he, he got real sick. No, no, no. It's actually one of the saddest ones. Yeah. Oh no, it's not even like a laughable one. It's not like, yeah, dengue fever. There, what is that? <laughs> It's a jungle jungle disease. Oh, like yeah, you can get it in Southeast Asia. Did you get the dengue? What is that? Have you heard of that, Vital? Vital you ever got the dengue? I know. You got I the did. yellow fever? Nope. Uh, you're right. That's Southeast Asia. I was in the Middle East. Agent Orange is that similar? Asian Orange? No. Isn't no. that a, a flavor at PF Chang's? Uh, you're thinking of Panda Express. Oh, okay. Good afternoon, Mike Vital. How are you? Did you guys have a good Labor Day? Glad you asked, Mike Vitale. We had to work. We had to work every day, and then they make us work on the weekend, and you were here with us, so you know for a fact we did not, in fact, have a good Labor Day. Oh, you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good callback, buddy. Well played. I went camping with the misses this past weekend, went up to a little, tried to catch the Jemez one last time before I got to Chillers out. Yeah. Yeah, so we did a little tent camping. We had a lot of fun. Uh, just kind of took in nature uh, for its beauty. It was the kind of thing where at the end of the night, your neck hurt from looking at the stars. Aw. Yeah. So it was, it you could was... just tilt your chair back, right? Or, or <laughs> lay on the ground. Or you don't have to just sit there and taco neck it. Where was this night. insight when I needed it? You're that... out of cell range. Yeah. Because usually you ask me questions like that. Van, my neck hurts. Yeah. Help. And I and I often I'm a fan of rubber necking. Yeah. So I thought, well, that'd be fine. Your holiday was good though. 
It mine was kind of perfect. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what your problem is. I don't have a problem. I also went to the Hamas. Oh, not or, with me. Interesting. No, we did a day trip. Okay. Just to the hot springs. Okay. Then I went to a it's wine a fest. Area. Oh. And I gosh. had like a chill, like drop out of life day. That's not very sports at all. I watch sports. Oh, okay. Yeah. Watch the Duke City Gladiators get robbed. 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 They took no it kidding. from they bad call. Highway robbery. He took, took it from us. They took the ring off my finger. Robbed. If you didn't like it, you should have took the ring off it. That's that's like playing a Beyonce song in reverse. Exactly. What we need to do, and not today because we're on an, an abbreviated one today. It's a short boy. Here on ABQ Central. It's a shorty boy today. Going to 545, but tomorrow let's reach out to the gladiators. Maybe call Gina Thompson and Thomas. I would like to get an official statement from the Duke City Gladiators. <laughs> On how we were robbed. They were robbed. They're going to be diplomatic and say something, you know, completely reasonable. I tell, did you watch it? They I were want, robbed. I want I outrage. That. that was a bad call. Yeah. Man. It didn't exist. It was the, yeah. Most people would call that cheating. But, the ref was out of position anyhow to make a call if you guys have ever officiated. I mean, not at that level. It didn't matter what position he was in. He was going to call it no matter what. Are you telling me that all-pro Nate Davis, first-team all-pro Nate Davis, threw a touchdown reception to second-team all-pro Jared Elmore, and there was a penalty on second-team all-pro Xavier Amy? That's what you're going to tell me that happened? Yes. No, it did not. That's exactly what happened. No, it literally does not happen. Those guys, I don't know if you heard, they're all pros. They're on the all-professional team. Yep. Didn't happen. So the Arizona Rattlers are a bunch of cheaters, and they're going to go on as cheaters to the championship game where I'm sure they'll cheat their way to the top. Yeah. The Astros of indoor football. The Arizona Bill Belichicker Rattlers. Stupid Rattlers. Stupid cheating. Stupid name, too. Yeah, everything about them. Arizona. I didn't mean Rattlers. I meant the state of Arizona. Oh, well, by proximity. Yeah. Also dumb. So, anyways, go back and watch on the IFL's YouTube page. Uh, your Duke City Gladiators just get flat out robbed. 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 Thank you. Yep. <sighs> Big pro wrestling weekend. AEW had their big show, so that was in Chicago. It was the return of CM Punk. I loved that. I loved every moment of it. I watched it in its entirety. How'd the boys do? Oh, man. Best thing that's ever happened in the history of all professional wrestling, and the pendulum has really swung the opposite way of WWE, and now there's a solid competitor that's only going to force both products to be just as stellar as ever. Ooh. So just get excited for me and that forever. Nothing creates a better product like competition. I agree. If you have a Monopoly, you just cruise on by. You don't care. Yeah. That, like when I play the board game Monopoly and I have a Monopoly in an area, I just cruise by it. I'm not even worried. Excellent point. <laughs> Big college football upsets this past weekend. I love college football. I hate college football rankings. Doesn't matter. At all. Never has. Mm-mm. I told you UCLA was going to beat LSU. I said it on this program on Saturday morning. And you said, before there's a ranking. You should have put some money down. You should have bet. You should have gambled, which so many Americans love to do I'm now. obsessed with football gambling. Not college, though, because it's stupid. You got Texas right. Yes. I got Texas wrong. I, I got them all right. You got UCLA right. I got UCLA wrong. 
I get them all right. I'm legitimately the go-to expert. Now, would I have been able to say 10-3 George over Clemson? No. Would I have been able to say George over Clemson? I did. If you would have bet the under and bought points on the under, yeah. that would have been a very smart bet. Are you obsessed like I am with it? How many fantasy football drafts did you have this past week? Okay, I set a personal record <laughs> by having the fewest. I only, I'm only in two this year, so it's a new personal record for me. You said you weren't going to spend a whole lot of money on betting this weekend from Saturday's comment. I mean, well, that's poverty. That's not really by choice. I would bet a little bit. I'm more of an NFL better, Vital. I know NFL a lot better That's than college. That's the one I would bet. Yeah. College is... Anything could happen. Anything. I don't have scouts at like the frat parties, like seeing if the quarterback's there. That's the next level gambling that you have to be successful in when in you, CAA. Yeah, and you send someone into like a fraternity who has COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, now everyone's been exposed. Because that's the weird stuff that's going to happen. That's what happened with Georgia Clemson, but they both did it. <laughs> and so no one scored all game. 13 points. Can you believe that? And South Carolina State is like, um, thank you. Right, sweet. Can't wait to play on Saturday. All right. We're ready for that. So you're saying there's a chance. Clemson's going to start off 0-2. They might fall to 0-3 against Georgia Tech. Clemson. Y'all, I'm talking about Clemson. Put your money on that. We got a good program today. 4.30, Andres Trujillo is going to join us in studio. He's a world of fun. He's the president of the New Mexico Games, which if you're not familiar, uh, you're going to learn. He also owns the New Mexico Runners, which is our indoor soccer team. They have tryouts coming up, I think the 17th and 18th, but we will confirm that. Tell him to watch out. 18th and 19th. He also has a youth camp coming up. Watch out for what? The officials cheating him. Okay. It's a tryout for an arena soccer team. It's The only thing similar to arena football is the word arena. I'm sorry. I have PTSD from this still. My apologies. So he will join us at 430. We're going to talk the New Mexico games. We're going to talk runners, indoor soccer, and then... Uh, he's he's just a world talent and a real knowledgeable guy, so we'll we'll talk NFL and do some stuff with he as well. At five thirty, Josh Shushan will join us. That will go excellently because the boys, the Albuquerque Isotopes, are currently in Oklahoma City, where they are going to get struck out ten times in a row against Clayton Kershaw. That's kind of unfair. He will he will face just three. Let him throw a bullpen session. No, they got to throw put... maybe an inning. Yeah, two. don't put Kersh out, Kershaw out there picking on these kids. They're going to let him throw three innings, and he's going to strike out nine on, like, 40 pitches. You, are you predicting you want three immaculate innings in a yeah. row? <laughs> I mean, we're playing the lion on it. I do like whenever, like, major league talent is down in a minor league ballpark. That's a cool energy. It's a big deal here in Albuquerque, too. When it happens, it happens, yeah. yeah. Like we watched Matt Holiday two years ago. Oh, I think about it was that. a huge deal when Manny Ramirez was here. Do you remember that, Vital? I remember him. I sure do. I think, it would, I think that was before your time. You didn't live here yet. No. Yeah, yeah. When Matt, we watched Matt Holiday in a rehab start crack a dinger down here in Isos Park, and we followed him up that weekend to watch him crack a dinger against the St. Louis Cardinals. That is correct. 
he hit one out by of Isotopes Park. And the Rocky Stadium was full. Coors Field was full of in the Cardinals fans, they travel. The Cardinals fans, yes. the the Cardinals Nation, they they pack away games. They're everywhere. But because Matt Holiday won a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals, and if you ask me, is a St. Louis Cardinal and not a Colorado Rocky? 44,000 people at Coors Field cheered for Matt Holiday as he hit the dinger and extras to, like, win the thing. And I was there in my Cardinals jersey watching my boys lose, but as happy as I had ever physically been in my entire life. Anyways, that's why rehab starts are fun. I don't mind. I would I would enjoy talking this NFL betting thing a little bit more. Let's do it. Because with the – like the NFL Network made some changes today. Like I know laws are changing everywhere. You kind of have ease of access you didn't like previously have. Let's do that. So let's put a couple minutes into NFL betting. Actually, and we'll talk about how we're going to do our picks all season long because we're going to do them against the line. Like forget straight up. Straight up's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up is for your, your uncle's pick'em league. We're not doing that. We're doing like I want it with the money. Let's grab a break. Listen to ABQ Central ninety five point nine FM AM six ten the Sports Animal. Back on the program, we got the Quan's Auto Care Hotline open, 505-246-0610. We were talking about how fun it is to see your favorite players in your hometown minor league stadium, and friend of the show, John, agrees. John, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? Doing well, friend. You said you saw Kurt Gibson? I have a, I have a great story to tell you. Back in Love that. I just love everything about that. That's so cool. I know. Kurt Gibson and Sandy Koufax? Are you kidding me? I still have that baseball. There you go. Sitting in my office. Is it two two legendary lefties? Do you only hold the ball in your left hand? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's my favorite type of thing. That's similar to that. Uh, and thanks for the call, John. Appreciate you. That's similar to, like, my Matt Holiday story. Where, like, I, I just love Matt Holiday. I, I remember me. getting a Jeff Bagwell's autograph when I was a youngster in Houston, and he, uh, 
he was kind of like it was after a loss and he like you could tell he wasn't in the best mood but he was doing his due diligence for the fans and i was like 10 but i was kind of a big kid so i looked like 12 or 13 and like all these little kids like four or five six years old and like bagwell jerseys and astros t-shirts were like standing in line waiting to get his autograph so he signs all of the kids balls and posters and pennants yeah. and memorabilia and then I walk up like and I look like a teenager when I was 10. I mean, I'm the same size now that I was when I was 10 basically. And he like tilted his head sideways. He's like, "Really?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, please, Mr. Bagwell." And he could tell I was all nervous, so he signed it for me and smiled and then yeah. I would not have guessed that Sandy Kovacs is only 85 years old. His career was so short, and he was young. He retired young. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. There is some – oh, my gosh. Can you imagine 2,396 career strikeouts? Like, very, like comparatively very short to some guys who have comparable numbers. And, like, as far as lefties go, like, who's better, really? Warren Spahn, maybe? Maybe? From that generation or all-time? All time? Well, it's the big unit. Randy Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Pedro? He's a birder. Oh, he's right-handed. Pedro's he's right, Pedro's he's right-handed. right-handed. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, Randy. Hmm. Vital, you were saying Coach Gonzalez had a big press conference today? Yeah, he sure did. It's rivalry week. You want to hear what he had to say about oh, it? Oh, well, you, got, you went out there yourself and you recorded something on your phone and you brought it to us? Here it is. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this is a great rivalry. It's one of the longest in the country, and I promise you they're going to come up here ready to play, ready to beat the Lobos. The competitive nature that they've had the first two weeks and how well they played on Saturday is impressive. I mean, he's done a great job down there. I think the 2017 team might be the best coaching job in America, what Coach Martin did in 2017. With all that being said, I don't like those guys. I don't like New Mexico State. I don't. Uh, Played here, grew up here in Albuquerque, and that's just what it is. I like that. That's my dude right there. I like that a lot. Pulls no punches, straight shooter. That's my coach. I like a lot of things about that. I like the Rio Grande rivalry. I'm becoming a fan of it. I think I've told you before, I don't necessarily understand the passion behind it because I haven't seen it specifically as it relates to football. I do. I have been to some like sold-out basketball games that have been a world of excitement. But I'm excited to see it on the football field. Um, the only thing that I don't love, and I think Coach Doug Martin's a good coach down there at State. He does a lot with a little. Yeah, and he has very little. <laughs> Scraps this like, year. I'm trying to be cool about it, but if the Lobos don't just put the hammer down and then break the head of the hammer off, like I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Like, I need to see a thwopping. I need to see an embarrassment. The line's 20? 18. 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Oh, wow. Yep. And that was yesterday. It may have changed. That's I, what we need to do is put up a sports book right there by the by the university. That's that's the venture we need to take on. Is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> Legally <laughs> speaking, what are the rules? Is that like selling booze close to a church? They just did that at your guys' uh, Lambeau Field. They just put a, like somebody like did. a kiosk yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like right outside. Saw Literally. that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you could just do it on your smartphone, whatever you want. Isn't that crazy, too, though? Because that's how, like, legal it's become. Yeah. Just do whatever we want. 
God, you can get so addicted to that stuff. Yes. Only bet with what you can lose. Yeah, or what you need to earn. Because <laughs> that's what I do. What, are you talking about that rent money? Hey, you know how much better a game is? Uh, literally, my mouth just started salivating. Uh-huh. You know how much better a game is when, like, the rent's on the line? Mm. Ooh. You talking uncut gems? You know I am. Yeah. The anxiety, like, because there's, like, multiple forms of anxiety, right? Like, the anxiety you get from, like, if these Homeless. people, oh, my gosh, that's the motivator right there. And then also, say if you miss the big bet, like, don't worry, you can just make another one. Like, you don't even have to necessarily have it. Just tell them you're good for it. That works out for a lot of people. Loyal listener, especially <laughs> We've got the youthful, got problems. <laughs> youthful, naive listener, do not do anything Fred just said. Please listen to me. Do not bet money you don't have. Do not bet your rent money. I'm telling you, like, betting on sports is different than, like, casino game betting. It's not a card game. It's not a game of luck. It's like all skill. Everything about it. Okay. There is some skill to it. I'm not going to lie. There is some skill. All right. According but there's a reason. Oh, the people that can count cards. My gosh. Yeah, but it doesn't even really help you. It only puts you like 50.5% or something, right? Yeah. If you can count single deck blackjack, you're only a 51.5%. Is that what it is? Yeah. You get a one and a half up on the house? Okay. I I don't think I would trade that. Extrapolate that over time. That's a lot. I'm not about to trade a one and a half percent for Asperger's or whatever it is that helps you count cards. (laughs) Like, I'm not in on that deal. Well, yeah, yeah. one one for bad, two for good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so according to Nielsen.com, 46% of American adults have at least some interest in sports betting. That equates to over 100 million people. That is a lot. Yikes. That's a bigger figure than I would have thought. I would have said like one out of four people. Oh, boy, this is from June. Like this is. That's not counting fantasy. That's just sports betting. Because, by the way, fantasy player in your money league, you're gambling. That's gambling. Fantasy football is gambling. It's diet gambling. Yes. But it's gambling. No, it's not diet. It's actual. Yeah. And it's even better because you're you're gambling against people you know, so then you get to beat them. Mm-hmm. That, to uh, me, is... The NFL's yeah. pretty smart. They're going all in. Just like AEW did this past weekend and all out. All right. Here's a real thing. According to this, 7.3 million are already daily fantasy bettors. Now, I was a daily fantasy better for some time. I got away from it when I moved here due to it not being super legal. Okay. I think it's back now, though, right? Yeah, you could do DraftKings here. You okay. could do FanDuel here. When I first moved here, the thing was like, hey, it's not legal here. Daily fantasy is like a gray area. It's a loophole. Okay. Because what you're doing is gambling. But I guess since it takes a little bit of education, they could lump it in the game of skill. It's not like you're flipping a coin for a hundred bucks. Like you got to know what you're doing to be successful at it. This makes the most sense to me. So, all right. So as far as this survey went on Nielsen.com, first you were asked if you identified as a fan of a certain sport, and then you were asked, um, then you were asked as a fan of that sport. Like, would you have an interest in betting on that sport, okay? 
So, for instance, the NFL, if you are a fan, the question is, would you bet on the NFL? So 48% said yes. Okay, that makes sense. Now get this. It only goes up from there, though, because people who identify as, like, super niche dumb sports like the NHL, okay, like 62% of their fans said they would. Ooh. And that makes sense to me because, number one, to be like a fan of the NHL, obviously, mentally speaking, there's some sort of deficiency. So then to what be about, like, did they pull steeplechase fans? Are steeplechase fans big gamblers? Is there a book on that? It got to be, right? I'm so, okay. What I'm in curling. What's the percentage of curling fans who, who gamble? So that's not even daily fantasy. That's like once every four years fantasy. Well, no, like the local, like Ottawa League, like the like the Ottawa local amateur curling league. There's a book on that, right? There has to. I think for me, you can't bet on amateur sports. But there's got to be like a a curling amateur curling league in Ottawa, right? Like the old Outback Steakhouse guys. Yeah, I would. Well, I would they're, agree. They're with obviously, them. called the Broom and Onions. Right. Yeah, that's such a very good name. I think. If you ask me, if you're going to bet, you bet on the thing you're most familiar with. That makes the most sense. But if you're not going to bet on the thing you're most familiar with, you bet on the thing that gives you the best odds. Okay. Okay. So, like, I don't have a problem being like, yeah, I bet on football because I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable in football. But if you're be like, hey, in this women's basketball game, here you're like some – you can get a big payday here. You get a big payoff. I'm like, okay, I'm in on that too, I guess. Like, maybe does that make you a fan of the game if you, like, set it up that way? I feel like Yes. Well, a fan of your bet. Okay. <laughs> I bet if we were to like, if I were to be like, hey, Van, name 10 friends you have that are fans of sports. I think it's more than four out of 10 and been like, oh, I bet money on sports. Like real, real fans. Yeah. Not like guys who watch football, but like fans. Yeah. Someone who identifies as a fanatic. My My first guess would be like, if we're talking just fans, I would say close to 50-50. But, like, the casual fan, I would say, like, one out of three. One out of four, maybe. According to this, it's half. I think it's half. Half of fans. Yes. Not just, okay. Take one call from a friend of the show before we go to break, and then we're going to introduce Andres Trujillo. Ben, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, great. Thank you very much for taking my call. I actually, I just tuned you guys in. I was he- hearing about the percentages in regard to the sport of the sport fan. That yes. That's on your sport they love. Look at, I mean, you think people in America are degenerates. Look at people in England, man. <laughs> Good point. Excellent <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, the English Premier League soccer and, and even England and Europe aren't even the most people that bet on the English Premier League soccer or European soccer, it's actually Macau in China. Well, usually, as far as degenerates go, the English are royalty. Okay. Yes, you're absolutely correct. But, I mean, these guys, these guys bet anything. They, I don't know, what do you, what do you call it? Like what, what do they bet? Like a pint over there. Who knows what they bet? They, put, they bet a hooligan fight over there. But, these guys bet on anything regarding their soccer team over there in England. So it's funny you're saying that because I just looked it up. So apparently in China, it's illegal yeah. to bet, 
And that's why it goes through like British channels. Out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, hey, today I learned. Today I learned. Well, I've never really done the sports betting. I just know about that. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ben, you're too good. Stick around after the break. We have a friend of the show and president of the New Mexico Games, Andres Trujillo, on, and he's going to give you the over-under on competitive bowling. So that should be pretty exciting. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Back on the program. Oh, hold on. Let this bleed a little bit. Okay, hold on. Let me take it back. That's my jam, Vital. Turn that up, Vital. What is that? Tell me what's the word now, word up. Do your damn thing. I think that's how it goes. I'm not sure. It's You're pretty a, close. It's, 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 is it? You're pretty close. Yeah? Yeah. That is the voice of Andres Trujillo, the president of the New Mexico Games, the owner of the New Mexico Runners. Uh, uh, father yet? Not yet. Almost. Almost. Okay. I would say three oh. to four weeks away. So newly expecting soon-to-be family grower. Yes. Andres Trujillo. Andres, <laughs> welcome to the program. How are you? How are the boys doing? I'm doing well. Well, they suck, according to the texter. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yep. <laughs> they they just literally just that with is that verbatim what they said? Yes. The, <laughs> if you text the program the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610, you would think the listener, like the friend of the show, would know we can read that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not going to to the president of Cumulus. Right. It is going directly to us. To us, yeah. So we appreciate your feedback and thank you for giving us an opportunity. They're listening in. Hey, that's the more important thing, right? Everyone, they're listening. I would prefer some constructive criticism uh-huh. instead of just saying we suck. Well, facts are facts, man. Yeah, deal with it. Or maybe they think you like Tootsie Pops. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think point. about that one. Yeah. I mean, lots of different things. Always thinking Andre Strahia. <laughs> the New Mexico games took 2020 off because they're lazy. No, COVID. Oh, okay. Oh, that was it, reason. yes. I didn't yeah. know there was COVID in your neighborhood. Yes. So, all right, so you guys, you took that off. And when I say you guys, I mean, I'm on the board, so us. So, he includes himself. So the 2021 New Mexico Games, uh, they've been back for some time now. They're in yep. full full blast, full spirit, uh, full initiative. And uh, bowling is in, like, what, three weeks or something? Yep, starts in October. In well, the- actually, a little, a little more than three weeks, so it starts in October. 27th, right? Yeah, so- yeah. So we have uh, bowling coming up, and we have archery coming up on November 9th. And we're still and working out. Tennis is already set. The dates are set for tennis, the 16th through the 18th of November. So we still got three events to go. Cool. And, and and possibly Possibly disc, disc golf. golf. Okay. Man. You're squeezing some disc to golf, get, too? Trying to get the city to work with us is, a, is a, definitely a mountain to climb. So, so all your city councilmen say, what we want is the New Mexico Games to host disc golf. Because we believe we will draw hundreds of participants. Absolutely. And I don't understand what your problem is. Yes. Uh, one Albuquerque. Yes, I agree. And so, I mean, that would be a great, great, uh, it would be the first time it was ever played in the New Mexico games in the 30 years history. So I think disc golf would be pretty cool. I Well, disc golf has a very passionate fan base. Yes. And you think, here. you think they would be inundating the city council and the city of Albuquerque with poorly spelled and punctuated letters about how bad they want to play their sport. And we don't have a lot of disc golf courses here, really, in reality. We really don't. Isn't there like six? I'm kidding, everybody. I love disc golf. I super love disc golf. Dis- well, you guys, 
introduced me to disc golf. Yes. It was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. It was so, our... so hopefully we get disc golf, and we're looking at Ladera. Obviously, Ladera Golf Course has the disc golf sure. uh, set up and be a perfect spot for a tournament. And so if that we could pull it off, then October, we already have a, a, a weekend set, the 16th through and 17th, I believe. And if we can get a set, disc golf, hopefully. But but to kind of, you know, uh, round to about to what you said earlier, Fred, uh, we had we've had successful events in 2021. What do you mean? Like, are you saying that volleyball went really well? Volleyball went fantastic. Are you saying pickleball went pickleball really well? Went fantastic. Are you saying swimming went really well? Swimming went very well. Yeah. Are you saying the inaugural cornhole went really well? Yes. Everything went well. So, obviously, between every year, normal a normal year, we have 20 events, 20 sporting events, or give or take. Um, but this year, we've dro- basically dropped down to about 11 or 12. And so, um, because of lack of resources, the state barely opened up, like, in July. Right. Sure. So, so, you really couldn't do anything um, really extravagant. And in the New Mexico games every year, we kick off in May and run through November. So, we had two months of nothing because we didn't know what the state situation was going to be. But I would have to say successful and we're rocking and rolling and planning for next year already starting to get 2022 on the map okay what do you get the most heat for for having to drop this year like what's the most passionate Good fan question. base who was like basketball basketball we that's have the 2500 fans or Ooh. fans uh 2500 athletes that participate in basketball oh that's a big deal so yes sweet. yeah and that's always memorial day weekend okay in may so um but because we didn't have it and of course a lack of 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 courts re, court resources um we just weren't able to do any basketball this year and it's a big undertaking but uh, but it's a it's our most successful event and it draws the most athletes and folks from across the state andres trujillo joining us president of the new mexico games and owner of the new mexico runners which we'll talk about a little bit uh after the next break Andres, the games have seen at or near how many athletes thus far this year uh i think we're near a thousand thus far so not too shabby. Yeah. I mean, in a typical normal year, we hit close to 4,000. and But uh, but because of the lack of events and basketball, I mean, drawing 2,500 athletes, uh, I mean, that takes a significant amount from that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're about 1,000 athletes or so. So not too shabby. This is your first full year. I guess last year would have been with COVID. But this is your first full, like, acting, like, do events year as yeah. president? Yeah. What has that transaction been executive like? Executive director. Terry's the president. I'm sorry. I did yes. that earlier, didn't I? Yeah, As the executive yeah. director. Because going from uh, Fred um, Holberg. Holberg to you, Fred was like the face of it forever. 30, he was 30 years. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. That's long have you been alive? Uh, I'm 35, so. So, yes. <laughs> So how is the community as far as like accepting you in the new role and and be in continuing to support the games and being a part of what has been established for upwards of, of three decades? I think it's going great. I think a lot of people are excited. They are very appreciative of what Fred Holtberg did and he did an amazing job. I, I mean, that guy really just set the tone for uh, amateur sports and and so people from all over the state come and come together for this event every year and he did it for 30 years that's a long time and and i mean you y'all know fred holtberg he's at every lobo game every i mean he's come come to plenty of runners games and he had a ba- uh, basketball football i mean everything and he's new he's a face of new mexico really of new mexico sports and so i really think he's done a great job and so for me uh big shoes to fill for sure but also i think folks are looking uh, looking forward to seeing what the new mexico games can evolve into so you had axe throwing is new this year. Well, we're still tr- we've oh, been trying to work on that out. That yeah, that's one of those we're still trying to work out, and hopefully maybe we can get it, but we'll see. So cornhole is new. Cornhole is new. Maybe disc golf. 
disc golf. What else are you trying to squeeze in this year and possibly next year? So this year, it's, again, as Fred mentioned, it's bowling that's coming up, archery that's coming up, and tennis. And then into next year, we're actually hoping to do eSports as, as, as part of the new lineup. Yeah. That'd I mean, be really cool. Sign me up for that Madden. Rocket League or things like that. Sign me up for that Halo. Halo. Ooh. They're making a comeback, right? Halo. Uh, well, they're, yeah, making a, they're making a new one. Ooh, Tekken. I'm formidable at Tekken. And if there was like Tekken, like like you get to have a beer, mm. yeah, that's the one I would want to be a part of. Wait, like, you? is that against the rules? Can I not have a beer? Mar- Mario Kart and have a beer. Yes, yeah. I'm in. I'm 100% yeah. in on that. Uh, Andre Stereo is going to stick around with us. We're going to talk about the New Mexico runners right after the break. This is ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, Vitel. Why don't you get out of my original iPod, please? Was it an iPod shuffle? No, no. I had, like, the brick. Or the original brick. Yeah, I had the brick. With the white backlight. The Book of Eli one. Yeah. Oh. The whole thing. Andres Trujillo is joining us. Uh, a couple minutes ago, he's the executive director of the New Mexico Games, but now he's the owner of the New Mexico Runners moving forward. <laughs> the Runners. I like that. One hat at a time. Season three for the boys? Yes, sir. That makes sense because I've been broadcasting you for two seasons. So... <laughs> I like how Fred's a part of this, right? And he talks like he's not a part of it, and then loops himself right back in. Okay. I am arguably <laughs> the worst play-by-play guy in the history of indoor soccer. And by worst, he means best. I am seriously the best. It's not even close. <laughs> I explain the game as if it's not a sport at all. Like Entertainment, I d- baby. Yeah, it's pro wrestling. Uh, you just picture me knowing nothing about indoor <laughs> soccer. You, know, you just explain it to me. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly you e- it is. you Eli five it to me like I'm a baby. And your guys is like we're gonna talk about the team, I promise. But your broadcast is so good over there with your partnership with ProView. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So ProView Networks does the partnership, and it is. And I watch the rest of the MASL. It's the best. We have the best broadcast. It's not even close. In the league, hands down. And so everyone tunes into you like for every game because they're passionate fans for arena soccer, and they get subjected to me, <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> I'm like giggling the whole broadcast. Trust me, you 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 are well known across the league. Like, but not positively. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, I, I was in Wichita the other the other uh, a couple months ago, and they're like, "Hey, you're play by play. We got to get him out here." <laughs> Ooh. Next next time you guys come, if you guys come when you guys come to Wichita, bring your play by play guy. Andres afforded uh, me the opportunity when Andres organized two years ago, three years ago, yeah. the. Uh, friendly, not friendly even. Yeah, it was a friendly. USA-Mexico. Yeah, between USA-Mexico, between their indoor teams. And I got to call a Landon Donovan goal, that's which was on like my bucket list. Dude, that's pretty good. I, I, I'm going to owe you for a long time for that one. Uh, the runners, are their season kicks off literally in uh, December, but you don't have the squad because there was a year off. Yeah. Do, do you have any players? Yes. Actually, a lot of our guys from season two are chomping at the bit, ready to get back on track. I Sweet. mean, guys are, I would say 90% of the guys that uh, we had on season uh, in season two are ready to go for season three. Love that. How many of last year's team versus this year's team actually lives here? Are you recruiting from everywhere? So uh, I, I would say ninety percent of our guys, uh, ninety-five, are locals. Oh, and then sweet. you got you know you got a few guys that will move here and hang out here because because they like what we have as a product. They like playing in a really great arena. They like playing uh, for a great brand and and a great coach. So the thing is, is that we do have folks that have moved from Colorado. And they move, live here now, and so we've got a lot of folks from other states that are wanting to play and well 
That's okay, because we got tryouts coming up September 18th and 19th at the Rio Rancho Event Center. How do tryouts work, and does my boy Gabe Legendary have to do it, or is he just going to be the captain? And I tell you what, so so uh, you just go to NewMexicoRunners.com slash tryout, and boom, you can try out. Think you got what it takes to play in the Major Arena Soccer League. Head on over there. It's a $40 fee, uh, but uh, but you get looked at by, of course, our head coach, who is a pro soccer hall of famer, USL soccer hall of famer, Siebel Athletics uh, soccer hall of famer, and New Mexico Games nominee. Uh, New, Me- uh, New Mexico Games, excuse me. New Mexico Sports Hall of Fame nominee. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, our head coach is legit. Steve Famoletta. Heralded. Are you familiar with Steve? No, I never met He's Steve. He's got good social media as well. Yeah? Um, what's up with Gabe, though? Is oh, Gabe, Gabe. Gabe coming back? Dude, just he's just uh, – those guys uh, – Gabe is actually at Fort Lewis College. Yeah. So he's playing, doing a great job. Oh, out so there. he can't get paid. Correct. It's all if – they, if they play, it's amateur because those guys are, you know – on the the right track, but we Nick Legendre, his brother, yeah, he's playing uh, for the uh, Rio Ra- the the Rapids MLS uh, development squad in in, in Colorado. So he's tearing it up out there and uh, has a lot of opportunity to be playing with the big boys in the MLS. Well, I'm gonna have to get a new favorite player. Hey, like that's what it is. Because I like <laughs> I'm a I have favorite players. Like I'm the worst broadcaster ever. When and where are these tryouts again? We're up Rancho Event Center on Saturday, the September 18th, and Sunday, September 19th. Sweet. All the info is online at NewMexicoRunners.com slash tryout. We'll wrap up the runners talk when we get back from the break, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL if you want to play NFL with us. We're hanging out with Andre Strahillo up until the time that Josh Shushan shows up at 530. It's been a good start to the program. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Andre Strahillo joining us in the third seat for next half hour or so. Been a while since you've been in studio? Uh, I think so, yeah. Actually, maybe it was with you guys. I don't know. Have I been on your show before? Yes, you've been on the show before. Well, there you go. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually, we're way more memorable. Yeah, that's... It's been... But, it's, but that's how long it's been. If you could read the text line, you would know that. Man. <laughs> Well, I see your posts on social media. So. Yeah, sure. If you were a child between of ages four and fourteen, on Saturday, September the eighteenth, you can. Uh, they got dribbling skills. Yeah, camp. we have a geek, uh, youth soccer camp coming up on September eighteenth and nineteenth. So, ages four through fourteen, uh, New Mexico Runners Arena Soccer, you know, skills camp. I mean, you oh, get well, you get you get uh, coached by our head coach. You know, of course, Steve Famoletta is a USL Soccer Hall of Famer. You know, and. Traveled the world playing indoor soccer, arena soccer, back in the 80s, 90s. And, man, skills. Learn some dribbling skills. That's the foundation of soccer right there. Is indoor soccer big in Europe as it is here? Well, I don't um, know. Not really. Because it's I more mean, the the old-fashioned pitch. It's big in South America in the futsal yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, it's big in South America. Um, but but in Europe, it's it's uh, so-so. I mean, it's, it's gaining traction, and it did. So in the 80s, indoor soccer was huge, and our head coach, Steve Amaletta, he did a tour with the USA national team uh, and, and with uh, Team Russia, and so he would go play in the USSR and play arena soccer and do a tour. I think oh, I saw, he he would tell you stories like they would throw things at him. I think I saw that on Forrest Gump, right? Yeah, I think that's correct. They would yeah. throw batteries at him and stuff because he's an American and stuff like that. Back in was the he day. in Philadelphia? Born and raised? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So indoor soccer is growing um, in Europe a little bit, but you know it's still an Americanized version of soccer. You, third season for the runners here in uh, New Mexico, and obviously you guys play out the event center at Rio Rancho. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've held tryouts every year. Yep. Cool. Who usually comes out for a tryout? Is it 
Is it weekend indoor warrior or is it former collegiate? It's all or is, the above. Is it? All the above. I definitely, you know, definitely we do see a lot of different folks that have played in college and maybe they took a couple years off or maybe they got injured and, and they want to try their hand at it again. Uh, but we got a lot of folks who played USL soccer and maybe they retired out of it because they were just like, weren't, they weren't cutting it or whatever, uh, whatnot. Uh, but so it's a variety. It's really cool to see the different folks. And then, of course, you got the weekend warriors that want to come out and see if they can hack it and sometimes they do sometimes they they have some skills and maybe they make the practice squad or you know it's it's uh it's fun to see who comes out it's a two-day tryout do you need to be available for both days it's recommended you are available Smart. both days just so that coach can evaluate you further you know just because you maybe you do well the first day maybe okay well let's see what you do the second day and and you flunk out or something doesn't work out and you know but two days is uh what's required yeah all right let's get everybody thirsty all right how many potential spots are open? Good question. Potential spots. Ooh, uh, I call goalie. If all the <laughs> if, if all of Albuquerque's best and brightest come out, say, like how many spots can you fill at this tryout? I would say. Well, let's 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 break it down even further. Each position, I guess. Okay. So between defenders, midfields, uh, and forwards, I would say because majority of our squad is coming back, I would go to say maybe. Two to three of each position maybe are available. Oh wow! Just okay. a handful, not a lot. But that's, that's more than I would have thought. Half actually. dozen spots maybe. Yeah. But Andres, I really love playing soccer growing up, and I was pretty good in high school and college, but I never played indoor. <laughs> how much or how well does the outdoor game translate to the indoor game? It's very very difficult. I tell you, it's a world of difference. Indoor. So so the way I like to explain it is, if you know how to play indoor, you're you can play outdoor, right? But all outdoor players, not all outdoor players, can play indoor. That's the game. Because when you're indoors, it's faster. A it's, pinball it, game. It, it is a pinball game, yes. I mean, foosball, pinball. I mean, that ball's bouncing all over the wall, all the, off the walls everywhere. And so it's tight, uh, it's fast, and you're 5v5 including, uh, plus the goalkeepers on each team. And so it's that quick. Playing indoor soccer isn't that hard. Tell them, Wash. <laughs> It's incredibly hard. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I always talk about it because I do broadcast for the team. Mm -hmm. And the thing I always say is the wall is the extra attacker. Like yep. to be able to play like a dasher and indoor is against it. Like specifically an opponent doesn't know how to defend it. That is, that's a power play every single time. And outdoor folks, uh, athletes that play outdoor don't understand that concept because there is an out of bounds, out of boundary in outdoor soccer. So being able to kick it to the outside and think, oh, okay, what's going to happen? Or it, it'll bounce back. It's your, it's, it's a teammate in, in essence. I don't want to play, but I want to enjoy it. Uh, you doing your season passes yet? You doing your yeah? Season tickets are out there, ready to go. Um, I mean, we haven't fully released everything, but it's soft release. Uh, seventy dollars gets you a season ticket. They're starting at uh, seventy bucks, and yeah, you get a get a New Mexico Runners T-shirt with that as what? a season ticket holder. And yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling and getting that. And then if you and that's for general admission out general admission season tickets around the bowl. But if you want to get up closer, you can definitely do that in front row. And those are at uh, uh, two two hundred two fifty two fifty five. It is an incredibly fun time watching indoor soccer. Yeah, my that favorite arena. thing. If you haven't seen it, I highly encourage you to go check out a match. It's so much fun. Bring the fam. It's and inexpensive. you don't have to be a soccer fan. And you're and you're right. supporting the, something local. You're yes. a local business, a local 100 team. Hundred percent New Mexican owned and operated sports team. 
So I heard you guys got some new merch coming out. Yeah, we'll, we'll be coming out with some uh, hats and new, new shirt designs, all that good stuff. So be on the lookout. It's not out yet, but it uh, should be coming out in the coming weeks. So You know, we're a big fan of soccer on the program. This past weekend we had uh, Peter Trevisani on from the United. So we were talking a lot about the outdoor game. They're having big conversations about stadiums and civic improvement and all this stuff going on in Albuquerque. You're based out of Rio Rancho. Yeah, I'm yeah. based in Rio Rancho. Can you talk about the support that Rio Rancho gives you and your squad? Like, I know the mayor, like Mayor Greg Hall, like tweets you guys regularly. Yeah. Can you talk about kind of like how you have that civic pride from Rio Rancho as it as it relates to the runners? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the community out there has always been hungry for for sports teams. They've always been hungry to have something they can get behind. And uh, you know, Mayor Hall and and uh, his his uh, his circle have been really big supporters of what we got going on. And and just to give a little history factoid is. Mayor Hall was actually the first person I talked to uh, publicly about starting the runners. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, he, the handful of interactions we've ever had with him are all tremendous. Um, we first connected with him hosting the Pork and Brew, and I imagine uh, – RIP. RIP. Oh. Yeah. Can we pour one out to the Pork and Brew, Vital? <laughs> but the uh, we're hosting the Fall Festival in October. Thank you. The uh, <laughs> Poor one for the homies. <laughs> but we're hosting the Fall Festival out there at the Rio Ancho Event Center on October 23rd, and I'm certain Greg will be there. And I would be surprised if he's not wearing runner's gear because, yeah, he's he is absolutely your biggest fan. Uh, anything we missed as it relates to the runners, Andres? Yeah, just we're just really, uh, really want to get the word out to say, hey, come out and support what we got going on here. Local athletes, uh, you're, you're – you're, having a lot of local guys that went to high school here, college here, um, that are born and raised here. Maybe they went to college or maybe they played in the USL in, in, uh, in you know, Seattle or wherever. I mean, these guys are here to put on a great show for you. And you're supporting a 100% New Mexican-owned and operated sports team. And it's our family. It's me, my wife, my mom, uh, my, my sisters, my cousins. It, it's a big – it's a family affair. And so this is really important for our community. You know, I'm born and raised here, and my goal is to create something that the community can get behind and be proud of and the mexico runners are it and you know, that's why our mascot's the the road runner as it's a that's our state bird you know if for any reason anyone wants to contact you related to the runners what is the best way to do best that? way to do that just go online to newmexicorunners.com that's the best thing or you can call 663-7786 uh, and and you can uh we got tickets ready to go our ticket uh, ticketing director annette she's ready to go and take your call and and uh, sign you up for uh, for the season and get you get you squared away and get your seats ready to go for our season kickoff in december Love that so very much. I'll be there as much as humanly possible. Um, here's what I want. Here's my personal goal. I'm going to find a sponsorship to pay for van salary so we can have a color commentator. Yes. <laughs> that would be. And then I watch him like just destroy all credibility of the broadcast. Because <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. Yes. Yeah. There's no but debate. You would have there. fun doing it. Well, I always have fun. See, there you go. I don't believe that anyone who has listened to us in this market for all the Saturdays for the two years in a row over here, what we're currently doing, weekdays, the opportunities we have to do it, they tune in for our knowledge and expertise. They don't. It's all about Van's personality. Until our NFL preview tomorrow and Saturday. <laughs> then they will be turning in for expertise. Because now they want to know. Yeah. We're going to go with the pick them. The, the, the dirty deeds. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, come support the New Mexico Runners, NewMexicoRunners.com, and best, uh, best sports entertainment here uh, in our community. Hey, real quick before we transition, well, football S. The Gladiator season just came to an end this past weekend in Arizona. Tough loss for the boys. Were you able to interact with them at all as far as, like, the athletes of the Gladiators? Were you able to connect with those people because they're in the same venue as you? Or are you guys pretty much removed during your offseason from the event center? Uh, 
no, I mean we're we're out there. We go out and we promote the runners. We were there. At, we were there at majority of the the games. Yeah. and uh, promoting the runner season. You know that's coming up. So it was a tough loss for the Gladiators, and that's the thing we were talking about is like because the event center is so intimate. Whenever you're taking in like a Gladiators game or a runners game, like you can and you guys do the signings afterwards. Like it's the whole fan interaction and like just how passionately the fan base grows about the athletes proper Mm -hmm. like does it does everyone know andres trujillo no maybe they don't do they know colton ward yes they do and that to me is just like a i don't know a really fun connection that you guys are our whole point is is we want we want the fans and the community to connect with with the players because the players are are what the what young kids aspire to be right yeah you got you got kids in in elementary school like oh i want to play i want to play nor i want to play for these guys hey uh, colton's great hey miguel garcia's great sergio fuentes i mean they want to be these guys so love that. Uh, let's grab a break. When we get back, I got Bishop Sycamore jokes. It's ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. D. Back on the program. Andre Strahio sticking around with us. Andre Strahio, class of two thousand three, four, two thousand four, Alley High School. Oh, Bishop Sycamore. Oh. Where you went, Bishop <laughs> Sycamore? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not even like a high school, right? Is that no, what they said? It is not accredited high school. What did they say it was? They said it wasn't even a high school. <clears throat> or what the coach said? The mysterious Columbia Columbus area program made national headlines after playing IMG Academy on national television in late August. The team, which touted multiple FBS prospects, was completely overmatched by IMG to the point where ESPN's broadcast team called it out during the game itself. Bishop Sycamore head coach, quote, we are not a school, but a post-grad football academy. What does that mean? Those are made-up words. <laughs> that is not a real thing. Post-grad football academy. Post-grad football academy. Oh, you mean a college? Andres. Like, like a college? Or maybe So a- you're not a high school and you're not a college either? A quote, so you're a fake. You're a fake a entity. club? <laughs> yeah, so you are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> a club? <laughs> This is this a Sunny D League? So you guys like no rugby and stuff? We're like that, but like football. Ah, it's like Yaffle, but without the word youth. <laughs> and we're the only team in the league. And we're, it's just awful. Champions every year. <laughs> Undefeated. Oh, they're very defeated. Quote, the head coach's name is, I'm going to get this, Tyron Jackson. So he's like, Tyron Jackson says, quote, we do not offer curriculum. Oh, okay. Like, quote, we are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is. And I think that's what the biggest misconception about us was. And that was our fault because that was a mistake on paperwork. Oh. Oh, you talk really? about a lie. Okay. Talk about a lie. Just a little mistake on paperwork. No big deal. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Can, and this is outing yourself. Yeah. You didn't have to go on the ESPN game. You could have kept running your weird AAU scam to where you were tricking players into paying money to be on your team so they thought that were, the Ohio State would look at you. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like the, the last scene of Catch Me If You Can. Yep. Where Frank mm-hmm. Abengale, like finally gets caught. Because they kept this up for like three years. This scam was successful for three years. Wow. Until they got ambitious and went on ESPN, and now it's all falling apart. This is one of those things, too, where it's like, 
you see what other people are doing and you're like, oh, I could, I could do that better. Like when you watch, like, do you ever watch those videos and it's like, like people getting caught, like, like trying to steal from a store and then you're like, God, look how dumb these people are. I could definitely steal from a store. Like I could do this. Me, the three of us in this room could create fake academy. This is like the high school version of Rachel Dolziel. That's a good reference. <laughs> Did you see this, Andres? He so the head coach is Bishop Sycamore. Did he get fired? Did he get arrested? Well, he got fired for sure. I think he will be arrested soon. From who? Who uh, fired him? That was the dumbest mistake out of all of this. There were plenty of mistakes to be made. But don't fire this guy. He's a marketing genius. He got his team on ESPN like, and got a big old check cut for a non-existent school. <laughs> this guy needs to work for Sprite. Sprite. <laughs> I cannot put my finger on who is over this thing. Who is the firing power? Is there like a dean? I, is there like a well, there's president? no There's no curriculum, so Academic there's no dean. dean. <laughs> well, you know what it's like? Have you ever seen that movie Accepted? Yes. It's where they created their own fake college? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the where South they got Harvard the idea Institute from. of Technology? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> this coach was high one night, and like Accepted came on Comedy Central, and he's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this but football. Yeah. That's probably his favorite movie. And this prep gridiron logistics who, like, pairs these teams against each other and sells it to ESPN, this is the best, like, and worst advertising you could ever have. Because now people are talking about you for the first time ever, but it's because you don't know how to do your job. This whole thing is shady. Yeah. This whole thing. Wow. Bishop Sycamore, they're big, uh, they're big Bernie Madoff people. Oh, of course they are. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fake company? Let's make a fake high school. Sweet. Sky's the limit, baby. <laughs> they didn't even have a they didn't submit a bell schedule. So apparently to be a high school, you have to at least submit like your class times to the state of Ohio and they didn't even do it. This is so funny to me. Ponzi high. And I guess they had all these sponsors that are now de denying that they ever worked with them. Did they get their ROI? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if they got an ROI, it was a sound business decision. You invest something and, hey, I got customers out of you. Okay. I'll keep giving you money. I'm upset with the or obsessed with this. I love it. And then there's all these, like, now that you're looking up this, this Bishop Sycamore, like, scandal, there's all these old videos of them doing, like, local ABC affiliate, and the kids are, like, wearing the jerseys and stuff. So what do you, Dang. you like you're actors like you're you're acting like you're in high school because you're not you're in your 20s and you're acting like you're on a high school football team you're not oh my gosh okay so it says here a bell would ring at 7 10 a.m and go and would go again at 305 but there was no address for the for the building <laughs> what <laughs> Where did the bell come from? Yeah, where is the it was bell? The center square in the center of the town. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the town bell, right? And it rings automatically at you just because. Well, they didn't have a lunch hall either, so it's probably just Taco Bell. You would have been better off if you're Bishop Sycamore going to the kids and be like, okay, NIL rules, y'all. 
Go get a sponsor. We'll take a cut. Let's do it. Like we had, we a traveling high school football team now. I mean, that could work. That would that could work. I'm into that. If, if they were worth having NIL rights, then they would probably be at a college already using their NIL rights. From the texter, there were floating checks at the hotel the night before the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even pay the hotel. They stayed out for the ESPN game. Bouncing checks. They said, see ya. $3,500 worth of bad checks. To me, that's a lot of money. That To me, it is. I mean, maybe it's not to everyone listening, but like, if I were to write a $3,500 check, I feel somehow that's associated to like felony fraud. Yeah. What is it? Three hundred bucks or something like a five hundred. I think yeah. five hundred or something. Yeah, over a thousand is fraud. Uh, I think it's a misdemeanor under. Right? Uh, it's a misdemeanor under five hundred. I think. Well, I think every state's different for the most sure. part, but but fe- uh, federally, I think it is five hundred or something like that. You know what EA Spin's going to do to save face? They're going to partner with Drake on redoing the music for Monday Night Football. Oh, That's their next move. They're like, we already screwed this Bishop Sycamore thing, so now music for Monday Night Football will now include tracks from Drake's Certified Lover Boy. Lover Boy. And new music from big artists that Drake identifies as big. This is ESPN currently. This is what we're talking about. Huh. The mothership of sports. Do they know who watches Monday Night Football? <laughs> I think they're very confused. It's not Drake fan. <laughs> no. You know Hank Williams Jr. Seems, sings the theme song, yeah. right? The original theme song, Monday Night Football. They do not care about Drake's rowdy friends and if they're coming over. Is it Faith Hill or Carrie Underwood or Carrie one Underwood. of them? Carrie well, they, Underwood. They both did it, I think. They both were did they? Carrie, featured. Where's, Carrie Underwood does Sunday, right? Oh, is that what that oh, is? Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Where's Kelly Pickler? Hank Hank Williams is still doing Monday Night Football. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought he got, like, in trouble. Oh, he oh, got docs for something? He did. He did. I did. He's still doing it. Oh, though. okay. But now they just have, like, Hank Williams featuring 2 chains or something. <laughs> Whoever it is, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, there's cameos now. <laughs> and I like whenever people, like, talk about it, they're like, is Drake the right choice for music producer? Well, the answer's no. He's not. <laughs> Maybe he's the, the choice for, like, Friday night football in the CFL He's yeah, Canadian. Canadian, eh? He's Canadian. Hey, did you watch Degrassi? Of course no, not. No, 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 no. Drake, come on, now. Drake, come on, man. You remember no. Drake? No, no, your audience. Here. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, of course not. I was adult then. I'm four years older than you. If Drake, keep that in mind. If Drake were to be like, "Hey, XFL, here's an idea. Let's put some of my music on your up and coming thing, and I'll give you whatever some rights. That and then, by the way, yeah, put my music on the new hottest." debuting wrestler like yes i'm in that's a good plan that makes more sense this is a bad plan you played drake for the tennessee titan carolina panther monday night football no one's going to watch the click yeah <laughs> <laughs> next channel yeah. for the tv off <laughs> did you see todd mcshaver uh stepped away from espn today i did not see that I'm, what happened? i hate espn in this second just so we're like fully aware that's where i'm going with this bit yeah, let's do bad ESPN stories over and over again. I'm going to take some time away to focus on my health and my family. Thank you to ESPN for being so supportive for all the well wishes. Can't wait to get back on the sidelines soon. First of all, I don't feel like he's on the sidelines. He's a fantasy football do- or a draft, draft dude. He's a draft guy. But there's got, there's, when the mental health of ESPN is so bad, this is the thing he's done his whole life. It's like, well, how they partner with Drake? i got to step back. <laughs> 
That was the last That's, draw for McShay. That was the last straw. <laughs> All joking aside, obviously, you hope that he, whatever he's figuring out, he figures out yeah, quickly. Yeah, of course, and, of course. But ESPN sucks. Andres, this was too much fun. we got to get Josh Shushan <laughs> on at 530 to talk Isotopes baseball as Clayton Kershaw is going to strike out 100 Isotopes players tonight. Well, there's 27 outs in a game, okay. so... 27? <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Like big K. He's good. Yeah. Andres, the runners are having their uh, tryouts on when? Uh, September 18th, 19th at the Rear Rancher Event Center. Information online at NewMexicoRunners.com. You're having your youth camp when? 18th and 19th, uh, the morning before the tryouts. So 18th, 19th at Rear Rancho Event Center, NewMexicoRunners.com. If anyone go. is interested in sponsoring Van as the color commentator for the New Mexico Runners, please contact yeah, Andres Trujillo. You just made a great point. Yes, contact me. Hit me up. Let's get Van on the airwaves, we're, right? Let's get it on the broadcast. We're the Van fans. Um, how and, many home games are there? It's so there'll be six home games and okay. uh, six away games. And so, hey, we're looking for business partners in the community. You're looking to partner with an exciting, uh, fast-paced, family-friendly. I feel like a thousand. Bucks covers van. So Come on out and yeah. give me give me a call and partner with the New Mexico Runners if your business is looking for a marketing. Vital's opinion. like okay, Vital. <laughs> yeah, Vital's like I'll do it. <laughs> Josh Shushan after the break. Thank you so much, Andres. All right, appreciate you boys. Keep it up. Ninety five point or excuse me, this is ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. We're back on the program. Big thank you to Andres Trujillo who joined us for the last hour talking to Mexico games, talking to Mexico runners, having a little fun at the expense of Bishop Sycamore because that's a laugh. While we were talking with Andres, I mentioned how I was so very fortunate to call a goal from Landon Donovan against USA-Mexico in an indoor arena soccer game. Josh Josh Shushan is joining us now. Josh, you are calling Clayton Kershaw tonight in Oklahoma City. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I got a cool job today, especially today. It's always a cool job, but especially today. I know you're a fan of the show, Josh. You know at the end of every program we do the varsity, like the varsity of whatever topic, and it, let's let's do an impromptu one right now. Clinton Kershaw, is he the top of your varsity of like notable players that you've called professionally? Well, I mean, I think of it this way. Is there anyone better than Clayton Kershaw pitching-wise over the last 15 years? Adam Wainwright. Because I'm a St. Louis Cardinals homer through and through. No, the okay, so, uh, no, okay, so I haven't called. On. Okay, so I haven't called Wainwright. Um, I have not called Jacob Degrom. You might make an argument for that. I've yeah. not called Max Scherzer, and then you can make an argument for that. Um, I, there was a rehab with Madison Bumgardner. There was a rehab with Matt Kane. There was a rehab with Johnny Cueto. There was a uh, failed attempted comeback by Jared Weaver. Oh, I liked him. Ooh, played for the um, Cardinals. You know, I mean, we've had John Gray and Kyle Freeland and Armand Marquez on rehab assignments, guys like that. I mean, look, no, I don't know if anyone's in Kershaw's class. I mean, th- no, in my mind, he's the best pitcher of his generation. I'm definitely with you on that one, Josh. I mean, and you- so, so then, okay, so there's no pitchers that would be any better. So then you go hitters. Okay, didn't call Trout, didn't call Miguel Cabrera, didn't call Shohei Otani. Um, so yeah, so I mean, this is this is kind of like the top right now, right? Like, how yeah. what what a cool experience, um, like for you personally, and then like you know the you know the boys pretty well. Well, maybe not all the newest faces. Whenever the isotopes are getting ready to take on a guy that's arguably the best to do it in the last two decades, how do you prepare for that? Because like, you don't know this time last week you're going to be up against it. 
Yeah, we're just broke about two or three days ago, and then even then you're never 100% sure that someone's going to be on a rehab assignment until they actually show up. And and then even when you see their name in the lineup, you never know what's going to happen that's going to change things, right? Uh, by the way, he, he just got finished stretching. He's walking out toward uh, deep left field right now to start playing catch to get loose for tonight. Um, and, I mean, here's the other thing. It's not like he's going nine innings, right? He's get, They're hoping that he goes three innings. This is his first outing since early July. He's only going to do one rehab from what I'm reading. Then he's going to go back to the big leagues. So it's not like you're going to see, best case scenario, you get two at-bats against him. If you're one of the top guys in, in the lineup, then you're probably going to get two at-bats off him. Other than that, everyone's probably just going to get one at-bats off him. Um, but you use it as a measuring stick for this is what it's like to face the best guy of this generation and this is what a real curveball looks like and this is what deception looks like and this is what it means to face the best of the best and so if you're a competitor how are you not pumped up for it but because you're a baseball player you don't you don't act like you're pumped up you treat it like it's any other game too cool for school uh it's no big deal but deep down you love it you totally love it so what do you say to these guys if you're the coach do you got to give them like an alamo speech are you just like, all right, just go out there and swing. Try to touch it. See what happens. No, <laughs> um, no I mean, knowing Warren Schaefer, he's not going to say anything. You know, here's the thing about professional baseball guys. Rah-rah speeches are very rare, and guys roll their eyes about, about those kind of speeches, right? Like, it's just you're here for a reason. You're a professional. So get yourself ready and go play. So – you know, like I, I did ask our manager if he changed his lineup at all because of Kershaw, and he said no. He said this is the lineup I was already planning on using for today, and it's the lineup that he, that he sticks with. You know, um, and it's again, that's not a knock against Kershaw or anything like that. It's just this is just that that's how it works. It's part of being professional is that you get ready the same every day, even though today is not the same as any other day. Major League Baseball talent at the AAA level. You combine that with a $2 Tuesday. You combine that with, with Oklahoma City. Is it packed Is it packed out there tonight, Josh? It's the- not right now. It is packed where Kershaw is warming up above the bullpen and where he's kind of going out toward left center right now to long toss. It's a lot of people leaning over the railings up the third baseline, again, behind the, the bullpen. They're going to have a good crowd on this Tuesday, but – it's not like it's packed to the rafters right now. Again, you know, we're about 30 minutes from the start of the game, but it's not totally overwhelming right now. So are there any Clayton-centric rebranding or giveaways? Or like they rename them Clayton Dogs tonight, or they give it, like they ship in a bunch of Clayton bobbleheads for tonight? Like how are they working this? No, because the other thing about when, when you're a minor league team, you're, you're at the mercy of not knowing for sure when someone is going to arrive. And then even when you do get a strong feeling that they're going to arrive, you never know. So you constantly say, schedule to pitch, schedule to play, scheduled. You constantly say scheduled because you never know what's going to happen. So you really can't. You really can't plan for these things a whole lot. I do see a lot of people wearing Clayton Kershaw jerseys and T-shirts. And an amusing part about batting practice is that I would say there was probably six or seven different um, of Kershaw's teammates who were wearing Kershaw jerseys during batting practice. Oh, I don't fun. know where they got them. But one person had cut off the sleeves. And so, um, you know, it was a total suns out, guns out show. 
Um, you know, I mean, Oklahoma City is one of the broiest teams in the league. There's a lot of guys who just go shirtless during batting practice, and their manager just lets them do whatever they want to do. So they're already a very broy team. I love so it that. was extra broy uh, today. I also like that the way you're presenting Oklahoma City. It sounds like it's very much pro wrestling ass. Like <laughs> card subject to change right. is an asterisk at the bottom of every promo. That to me would get me out regularly. <laughs> right. Too much fun. Uh, so you got a day, or you're off tomorrow, so you're traveling tonight after the game, or you're traveling tomorrow? You think there's a commercial flight between Oklahoma City and Albuquerque? Touche. <laughs> it's only an eight-hour drive. I've made it regularly. We will fly home tomorrow morning. Okay, so then you're going to kick your feet up for about five minutes, and then you're back at it. Yeah, because we got a quasi-doubleheader Thursday. That's a weird thing. Explain that to the friends of the show real quick. You can go out to – our Thursday here in town and watch like like 12 innings of baseball or 10 innings or nine innings. I'm very confused. Yeah, so we had a game on July 6th that was suspended due to rain, and it was not a complete game because we were only in the top of the fifth inning. So we pick up where we left off, and there's a bunch of players who were in that game back on July 6th who are no longer with the isotopes. And so that means we will have wholesale changes before the game restarts. Um, let's see, one, two, three... Five of the eight position players are no longer on the isotopes oh roster. <laughs> um, and so it's like going back in time in order to finish a game that started on July 6th, and then we will play the regular scheduled game afterward. Do you need me to run the bases or anything that night? Do they need a pinch runner? Because I could come in and I could take that over, I guess. It's possible. Okay. And so the isotopes currently, uh, they have a game to play tonight, but they're also chasing two on Thursday. Already, yeah. so have- yeah, and, and the fun thing is, we'll probably have some people who will pitch in that game. And when you go back and look at the official box score, it's going to say July sixth. And so maybe there was someone who on July sixth, the real July sixth, played at Double A Hartford. And so their official line score is going to indicate that they played two games in two cities at two different levels on the same day, because that's the weirdness and awesomeness of suspended games that get made up two months later. As the Isotopes play. Uh, seven games in the next six home stand, but they have to, at least for the first three innings tonight, face the best pitcher in the entire history of the planet. Yes, but he hasn't pitched in two months. And that's the other thing to remember about rehab assignments, right, is that, yeah, they're a ringer, but they're they're rusty. That's that's why they're here. Well, you you say rusty. I, I see rested. Okay. It's like, rested. oh, great. Now he's rested, right. too. <laughs> yeah, Josh Shushan takes over your airwaves as soon as we let you go. Van, any final words for the friends of the show? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.